All right. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorish Podcast. With me, we got Laura. Hello. And we got Greg. Hi. And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. Doing, doing good, good. Doing good. Doing good. Cool. Raining. Cool. It's raining? It's raining? Yeah. Is it not yeah. raining? Oh, yeah. It actually was raining a little bit earlier. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like I like the rain. I feel like it makes everything nice and clean and fresh, you know, especially with everything going on right now in the world. I think it's good just to wipe everything down, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's good but I don't, think it, I don't think it works that way. I think we need the warm temperature. We need the heat. Do we need uh, to burn it? We need to burn off the virus? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. Well, that's, that's why flu season is in the winter. Not oh, dang. Well, sorry that's about science, that. Bob. Dang, I know you got, I got science. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Sorry, Laura, Naya, the science guy. Yeah, schooled me. Mm-hmm. Man, that's messed up. Okay. Uh, so uh, so this is our second episode uh, doing kind of remote, uh, you know, with everything going on. We're not going to be able to be together for a bit. Uh, we're trying something new this week. We're doing um, a Zoom, actually. So we can actually see each other. Uh, we're, probably, we're not going to put up the video, but we can at least see each other while we talk. I think it's going to make it a lot better when I can make fun of Greg or call out Laura, I can see their faces a little bit. So that'll help out, you know, <laughs> or if I put in a new sound bite, I can actually see their reactions, which will be cool. Nice. Uh, so that'll be fun. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So let's get to uh, one of uh, everybody's favorite segments here. What's in the cups? The what's in the cups, what's in the cups here. So, uh, so Greg, what are you, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, you guys are going to k- kill me on this one. Um, so, <laughs> Basically, it's a special drink that I've created. Um, it's called Scat Cat. Oh, uh, Scat for reasons for for the movie. Let's clarify right away. It's it's for the because the movie we're watching, correct? Oh yeah, I don't know if it actually has if that term means something, but because scat means poop, correct? Laura? Does it really? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> this probably fits the description. <laughs> um, so essentially, that is a movie reference. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And, we're not doing uh, human centipedes uh just let everybody know that mm-hmm. you, know, you know what this was the <laughs> earliest you brought it up i'm pretty sure greg said scat how can i not yeah. hit that out of the park come on mm-hmm. see i i set them up and you can just knock them down mm-hmm. i'm with you up exactly mm-hmm. exactly so basically it's uh it's two parts uh kalua two parts jameson and then four parts uh coffee that sounds so, delicious. Oh. It's kind of like an Irish coffee. It's good. Great. Well, before you comment on how delicious you think it sounds. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. Portion to this, oh, no. Uh, given the fact that I need to boost my immune system <laughs> a little bit and maintain my health amidst these troubling times. Oh, no. Go ahead and mix my Irish coffee with a protein drink. Oh, okay, okay. okay All right. That's better. I think, I think me and Laura thought it was going to be fireball again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, uh, and then when you said boost your immune system, I thought you were going to pour like an emergency pack in your coffee. And I was literally about to. Well, I really set the bar low with you guys. <laughs> so I wasn't, I didn't get like the level of disgust that I expected, but here you go. This is my shaking, my protein shake sound. Nice. 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 Yeah. All right. How about you guys? Okay, Laura. So what are you, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Um, I actually have a gin and soda in my cup. Mm-hmm. But I am going to pour a backup uh, Bordeaux. Wow. Oh, so not a beer. No. This is, the, I think, the first recording where you haven't had a beer as a backup, I think. 
Oh man, I had a beer earlier today though, so I guess this yeah. just lives on. Yeah. Wow. Another nice. IPA. Nice, nice. Cool. Uh yeah, for me, I'm drinking uh a Jameson Irish whiskey stout. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, it sounds it sounds pretty hardcore, you know. Usually I do just do uh, the Jameson and uh, Dr Pepper. So this one's gonna be all whiskey here. So. Nice. Ooh, that's strong. Oh Ooh. my god. Oh yeah. my god. You can see what uh, I think it came with just my. Yeah, we're an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> we're not allowed on airplanes anymore, so they're not, just giving them away. Air travel, Rob. They didn't get the memo on that. No, that's why I got it. They're just throwing them out of airplanes that fly in the sky. They're just ejecting them out. You know, Empty so airplanes. Just, I'm just caught catching it. So, all right. So, cheers, you guys. You know. Cheers. Like, uh, okay. There we go. Cool. Cool. Wow. And look, we're all really drinking. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. My oh, goodness. I like this. I can Ooh. watch Rob's face. These vitamins. That. Yes. Oh my God. Woo. Man, right. I, I definitely needed a mixer in there. I wish I had. Greg's Kahlua and whatever else he put in his drink. It's actually Ooh. really good. I need to make this for you guys. I know. Yeah. Maybe that's another one we can create. So Laura already did the conjecturing yeah. uh, drink. Greg had the drink that shall not be named. Then yeah. we have Fiery Nuts, another one Greg created. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's uh, Cat Cat. <laughs> we got to work on that name though, Greg. We work no, on I'm not changing that. Well, you know? and actually, this makes sense because you really love coffee. I really love coffee. I know Rob loves coffee. Mm-hmm. So this yep. drink... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds good. I yeah, want I like it. I like it. I wasn't an alien, so I you know had to add caffeine to it. So <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, so where are we at here? So do we have any um any follow up from previous shows? Corrections? Any items you guys want to talk about? Uh, last week we did um, let the right one in. Last mm-hmm. week, that's right. Uh, you know, do we have any follow up from that? Nothing. No. Nothing. Does do you guys know how to pronounce Oscar now? A score? A score. A score. Mm-hmm. Greg, do you know how to pronounce it now? I, I won't even try it. Did you? Oscar? Oscar. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> appropriate uh, voice for this movie we're watching. There's definitely somebody that's a Southern Belle in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to ask Greg, did uh, any, of the, any of the bullies hit you up anywhere? <laughs> no? Um, okay, so let's go to a next little uh, segment I was going to do for tonight. Uh, I did mention Human Centipede. I did mention it. That's because Greg set me up. I wasn't planning on doing it. Last week, I think, was the first week where we didn't have it in an episode. So that kind of, to me, put a finale on it. So I kind of wanted to do a, you know, a little... I feel a drop coming on. Little, yeah, a little in, in, in memorial <laughs> here of... Of Human Centipede. You know, we knew you so well, Human Centipede. We had a good uh, nine episodes, I think, nine or eight episodes um, in where we, we worked you in. You know, you worked in really good there. You were you came in tight. Um, you know, you came out a couple times, but, you know, that was just more organic than anything else. Uh, yeah, but like every great horror movie, there's always a remake just around the corner. So goodbye. Oh, so so goodbye yeah. for now, human centipede. We we knew you too well. Thank you. Farewell. Farewell. Okay. Farewell. All right. There you go. Little uh, you know. Good riddance. One day, one day it'll come back, Laura. Don't worry. It'll be okay, Laura. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let's uh, so let's get to the let's get to the movie review that we're doing this week. Now, last oh, week we did say it, right. Last week we said what movie we're doing this week. Uh, correct, we said the faculty, right? The faculty. <laughs> what? I'm still, also, I'm still Oscar. 
<laughs> I'm still off guard for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I might have my first end soundbite. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, you haven't been to the end soundbite this uh, whole time? I don't know. I don't yeah, think you I, have. Maybe? You did the fucking eggs. Oh, that's right. Okay. okay. Oh, and I love right, Justin right. Long. Oh, yeah. oh, maybe, man. I'm, okay. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Well, I might have another one on the list now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this week we're doing uh, 1998's The Faculty. It's better when I can see you guys because I can see Laura laughing. I know. We're going to laugh too much. Yeah. So we're doing 1998's The, the Faculty. Uh, this was Greg's movie choice. So Greg, uh, why did you pick this movie for the week? I picked it because I had a nice memory of it. It came out in 98. So I was probably a freshman in high school and the movie is based around high school students and a high school campus so i think it really resonated with me in some way and i i had watched it when i was actually on vacation with my parents and i saw it in a hotel room and there was something about it that i i liked i remember it being funny to me and scary at the same time and i liked that balance of those two emotions that it was feeding through it wasn't the naked girl at the very end greg Oh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That was cool, too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everything you else said, about the movie said, was... Uh, you said you were 15 when you saw it? Did you say 15? Yeah. 15? Oh, wow. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I mm. can't do math mm. usually this late at night, but I was probably 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and you consider this a horror movie? Yeah. I did. I was looking into what the director w- was saying about this movie, and we'll get into that later. Probably want to dig a little bit, but... He thinks of it as a sci-fi movie, and actually that makes a lot more sense to me. I hadn't thought about that before I picked it, but as I watched it, I mean, I still think it's it's more of like a sci-fi horror movie, sci-fi slash yeah. horror. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it, it plays on all the same uh, horror elements that we've talked about in previous pods. So, yeah, yeah it's a horror nice. movie. Well, nice. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, didn't we talk about this in the intro? We said that we consider sci-fi basically like an extension of horror and we definitely want to watch sci-fi movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, all three of us love them. So yeah, I mean, the whole Alien franchise is pretty yeah. much sci-fi, really. Yeah, you know, but the no, fact I that hope it's we do scary a lot. horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there are sci-fi movies that are just purely sci-fi, like say The Martian. That's a sci-fi movie, but yeah, it's not sure. Okay. But then you add the aspect of you know uh, impending threat and like death and fear. You know, then suddenly it's a sci-fi horror movie, which this is. <laughs> I think Rob might barf. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep drinking Russians. Take a break and just add like some Kirkland water to this, you know? Kirkland shout water? To, shout out to Kirkland. Kirkland Baron, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have like a promotion that we don't know about from Kirkland, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting side money from Kirkland. I'm getting this. I need money. to replace the, 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 uh, the batteries on my headset here with some Kirkland batteries. Um, mm, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, speaking of brands, I have a good quick story. It's relevant. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. You know how when every time we're together, we always do a Del Taco run. And mm-hmm. I actually put that up on our Instagram. So if you follow us at uh Conjecturing Pod on Instagram, you'll see that we do a quite a good Del Taco haul. Um, I went to tag them and because we are set up as a podcast Instagram and not like a personal one, mm-hmm. it was like, is this your business partner? And so I was like, oh shit, maybe I'm not allowed to tag companies. So I was like, okay, no, never mind. Oh. I, and I kind of took it back. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, I get a note that says Del Taco has accepted your business partner request. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Do you accept tagging <laughs> them in the photo? So I said, yes. And then about an hour later, they liked our photo. Whoa. That's cool though. That's super cool. You yeah. know, we do uh, love Del Taco. You yeah. know, we are pretty much a business partner. We get heroic calls. I mean, yeah. When we do the pods. I mean, there's like leftovers and I don't know. Like usually when I, when I get the order, there's about, I leave a, a trail of six or seven cars behind me mm-hmm. because they, yeah, I'm pretty sure Greg alone accounts for at least 2% of their California revenue. Yeah. yeah. There's no know? question. Yeah. Easily, easily. Oh, wow. That's cool though. So if you're hearing this Del Taco, cool. cut us a check, please. All right. Well, let's get back to uh, the, the movie, the faculty. Laura, did you see this movie before? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When did, when did you see this movie? Um, I saw it at some point in high school. High school-ish? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I've never seen this movie before. So I have fresh eyes going into this. So this is the, you know, you'd be able to get my opinion from somebody who's never seen it before. So that's always interesting. Yeah. You know, it's cool to always have, you know, the way we watch movies of the of the person like you guys that will either change your opinions like you did with Mothman, Laura, how you yeah. completely change your opinion of a movie, you know, but also just to see the first, you know, somebody sees something for the first time, just their opinion of it. Uh, yeah. It's cool. You know, um, yeah. So uh, before we get to the actual movie part of the part of the pod, uh, we have our horrorish segment of the week. And this week uh, we have. I want to play a game. All right, so we got a, a game. game. We got a game oh, this week. Shit. Are you serious? We got a game this week. It's it was challenging because I can't do certain things that involve like you know we we're not together buzzer. yeah we're not together we raise our hands you guys don't have your buzzers <laughs> this one um this one's gonna be a little bit different here okay so so this movie takes place in a school in a school so i started thinking of what games we could play that are school related and i started thinking at first of like okay i'm gonna give you guys an exam i'm gonna give you guys a test you know <laughs> so then i started thinking like the sat exam you know, but instead of, you know, what it's normally t- titled, ours is going to be titled, you know, the Scaretastic Aptitude Test. So it's going to be an nice. SAT, a- SAT exam, Scaretastic Aptitude Damn. Test. So, so this game is going to be, each of you will be given five questions, okay? Some are multiple choice, others standard questions and answer formats, okay? You'll be rewarded two points for every correct answer, but if you get the answer wrong, then the other player can try uh, and steal the question and get one point if correct. Oh. Does that make sense? So two points yeah. if you get it. If you don't get it, the other person gets to steal for one point. And like okay. So we're not doing buzzers or anything like that. So this is just, I'm going to go back and forth and eat, ask you guys questions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, so you guys can kindly take your seats. We don't require... Take your seats. Take your seats. Ready for the test. Okay. Ready for the the SAT exam here. We're gonna take. Okay. No cheating, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Get your phone out of here. I don't know how the game works, so I don't know how to cheat. Well, I'm gonna ask you questions, and you have to answer them. You know, Uh, it's pretty simple. But yeah, if you you no cheating though, Greg. Okay. You gotta be truthful here. Why suddenly am I a cheater? Because every game we've ever played, you always try to cheat. Actually, it was just a joke. But I love that Rob is defending. No, he did. (laughs) He did. Remember, remember the one with the buzzer? He was trying to put his hand like super oh, close yeah. over your buzzer. That's and strategy. No, it's cheating, oh, Greg. It's cheating. God. We talked about this, and, we, and you talked about before when we used to do the oh, monopoly. Uh, when, no, when you used to do the choose your own adventure games, you said you would put your foot, put your foot, put your, <laughs> put your. <laughs> oh my God! I think this drink is getting to me. Jesus, put your. You would put your hand at the point you left off, and so you can go back if you made the wrong decision. That's cheating. And he Greg. just said, "Oh yeah, Monopoly." Like, "Oh yeah, I cheated in that too." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god! Before before we start here, I need to lighten up my drink a bit, so I'm gonna put a little bit of uh, some other water into this or something to dilute it because I'm already I can't even speak right now. You know, I'm talking about Greg, it's foots in a book. What the hell? You know? By the way, when you're reading the book, you ultimately have to go through the same steps to get back to where you were. That's just a time waster. So that's not cheating. That's just efficiency. I I want to get through the book. Cheating, Greg. Cheating, no one's Greg. with me on that. Right. No, nobody's with you. No. Okay, so let's get to the get to the exam here, okay? So, Greg, you're going to be first, okay? All right, this is your first question, Greg. So, remember, if you get it correct, then you get uh, two points. If you don't, then Laura can try to steal and get one point. Let me All right. get Allie going here. How much time I get, do I get to answer it? Ten seconds? Um, Not long because yeah. we technically could get on our computers for answers. So, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. That's quick. true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm on, my, I'm on my computer, but I've got the. Okay. You're, yeah. cheating. You're cheating already? Okay. No, I mean, yeah, we're on our computers, but he could be like, 10 seconds, huh? Hmm. So you don't think 10 seconds? How long do you think? I don't seconds? know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm nervous because he beat me last time, so I mm -hmm. just want to... Did up. I? I don't even remember what game it was. You did it for the home invasion, and it was... It oh, was yeah. Home, home Alone at the end. You didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm just bummed because, oh, I should have gone. But you're bummed because we're tied? Aren't we tied in games? Yeah, you guys are tied. Yeah, I'm. I'm not proud of how I played. I wish I would have been better. But yeah, I agree with you. That you kind of dropped the ball that time. I really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I right, will let it rip, Rob. Okay. All right. You know. Uh, okay. So, Greg, here's your first question. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is a multiple choice question. Okay. Okay, Greg. In which year was the first Halloween film released? Was it 1977, 1978, or 1979? What do you think? Oh my Greg? God, what do you I think I could have swore they came out in the sixties. What am I? In the nineteen seventy-seven, eight or nine? Yeah, yeah, nineteen seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Yeah. What do you? Uh, seventy-seven. You're you're guessing seventy-seven? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, Laura's raising her arms. Yeah, sorry, it's not that. It's not that. No. You know why this Sorry. is so great? Okay, so Laura, you get to guess oh, she now. knows this one. Laura, didn't so you actually announce what year it came out in the last pod? You did, didn't you? Because it's on mm -hmm. my notebook. Oopsie. Oh, that's right. Uh, the answer is 1978. Okay, 1978. That's correct. That's correct. All right, Laura gets Adam one point. Field, class of 78. That's mm -hmm. my notebook. Man, sorry, Greg. Rob, you're really it playing like the SAT thing, you know, like where there's three close answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, as much as I love as much as I love Halloween and I like kinda know when movies came out, I I would have been tripped up if, if it mm -hmm. wasn't on my notebook. So That's funny. Okay. All right. So all right, so let's get to Laura's first question here. This is Laura's first question, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see. All right. In the movie Carrie. Can you name the school that Carrie attends? Can you name the school? What's the what's the high school that Carrie attends? Oh Jesus, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? Thomas Jefferson High. Thomas Jefferson High. I don't know. Isn't that what some schools are called? Mm, no, I'm sorry. It's not Thomas Jefferson High. No, sorry. Uh, okay, Greg. Can you? You're gonna try to steal. So, I'm not even going to, I'm going to forfeit my steal because I'm clueless. You're clueless on this one? Oh, Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin, hi. I just want to jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, Greg. That's not it either. So it was Bates High. Bates High. 
Eight tie was the answer there. Sorry. Okay, so nobody got answers there. Nobody got answers there. Okay, Greg, this is your second question now, okay? All right. I'm ready. All right. To call forth Candyman, you must say his name how many times? Mm. You have to say his name three times, five times, or seven times. What was the first one? What, five or seven? Three times, five times, or seven times? Three, five, or seven. How many times do you have to call the Candyman? Seven is way too long. I mean, if you had to say it seven times, you're mm-hmm. ruining the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you um, think? I'm going to say, like, Beetlejuice three times. Three times? I've never seen it, but I'm, that's my educated guess. Okay. It seems like three is the magical number when it comes to, like, chanting. Mm-hmm. You do something three times, and then whatever you are chanting just, just comes forth. Okay. So that's, yeah, right. like Bloody Mary, right? Mm-hmm. Bloody Mary's three times? Mm-hmm. Okay, three times? Okay, let's see. Sorry, it is not three times. Sorry. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, Laura, can you can you steal now, Laura? <laughs> so to call uh, any man, you must say his name how many times, Laura? I mean, I feel bad. I would have guessed three. Not three. So guess- five or seven. Five or seven. Well, I'm going to go five. You're going to go five? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Five uh, times. Five times? Five times. Yeah. That's like 10 five. seconds of just saying the same thing over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waste of- you got to say his name five times. Yeah. Okay. okay, man. Laura's winning right now. Two to nothing right now. Two to nothing. She has two steals. All right. Laura's second question here. Okay. Okay. All right. In the movie, Ch- in the movie Child's Play, Andy Barclay gets a good guy doll when he celebrates which birthday? Is it his fifth mm. birthday, his sixth birthday, or his seventh birthday? Oh my god! Which I think you know this you're one. The which, worst. Uh, which these are SATs. These are these are not the these are not crappy little exams from social studies. You know. Um, you said five, six, or seven. Yeah. Which birthday does he celebrate when he gets the child's child's play doll? Mm-hmm. Five, six, or seven? Not five. Either six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's too okay. old for five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say seven, but so far it's always been the middle answer. Interesting. So do I go based off of feeling or strategy? I don't know. Your time's up. If I get it wrong, Greg's Mm -hmm. gonna get it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So time's up. You gotta. You gotta choose. Time's up. All right. What is it? I'm gonna go six. Six. Oh wait, no, wrong sound bite. Oh no, sorry. No, 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 no. I did the wrong button. It was actually correct. Sorry. Correct. What? Sorry, Greg. (laughs) Did you just take that back? So was it five or what so it was, was it? Six. It was six. Yeah, six. So Laura gets two points there. Two oh points for Laura. It's four to nothing. Four to nothing. Dang, Laura's dominating this one. Like she dominated. Uh, I thought I knew that one. I was going to get seven actually, so I would have mm-hmm. got it wrong. All right. So we're back to Greg. Back to Greg here. All right. So. You want to toss me a softball, Rob? Just hook me up with one <laughs> this, of those like this, slow this, pitches. This actually, I don't know if I should reveal this, but uh, we'll just do it anyway. You know, with everything going on in the world right now, we'll give our listeners a little tidbit and say that this movie is on Greg's list. Okay, so Ooh. in the movie, in the movie Tremors, what shape is Valentine's Kevin Bacon's belt buckle? <laughs> what shape is his belt what buckle, Greg? Is belt buckle <laughs> yeah what oh, shape is his belt buckle? i know you were staring at his belt buckle through the whole movie i know that he, he's got a, an awesome look he's got like a white cowboy hat he wears like a wife beater he's got boots and just these tightened jeans and he's got a big <laughs> ass belt buckle that's for sure mm-hmm. but- oh, i thought you were like he's got a big ass <laughs> a big ass <laughs> well it was it, that's what I, it was big ass comma comma 
Oh, well, I had a pause in there. It was okay. both. Mm-hmm. I thought we were doing, uh, what is it? We were <laughs> screw, slay, or stay again. Oh, my God. I thought Wait, Greg was going to slay. choice? No, this one's just a straight oh. answer. This one's what a straight answer. What shape is it? What shape is his belt buckle? Oh, my. I'm going to just mm-hmm. say. Right, right around that big old booty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was like either like a bull's head or just a large, just a fat rectangle. But it was like big and aluminum. I remember that. A fat rectangle. That's an odd. So can choice. I have two answers? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'll big g- fat rectangle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give you both those chance, both those ones, because they're both wrong. Oh, not yeah, good. Sorry. Actually, oh. it's not. It's not either of those. So, uh, so Laura, do you think you could steal this one? What What shape was I Kevin have... Bacon's belt buckle in Tremors? I have no idea. A you have bacon. no idea either. No. A, ba- <laughs> a piece of bacon. A piece of a piece of bacon. <laughs> piece of bacon <laughs> oh that would be awesome if it was a piece of bacon oh my god no it is not it's not a it's not a piece of bacon sorry 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 it was heart shaped it was heart shaped what is it it was heart it was like a heart heart shaped, heart shaped. Yeah, yeah yeah heart belt buckle yeah he was a he why was, a was it a heart he was a hopeless romantic in that movie i don't you know, know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I he was just he was just longing for somebody you know so yeah. i don't know if he i never watched any of the five sequels so i don't know if you ever found them but yeah mm-hmm man okay sorry score is still four to nothing laura right now yeah all right okay so next question here, next question greg, greg just took a shot of his drink. of his scat drink i don't greg even just, know if i'm coming back from this greg just how many questions of, do we get can i come each, back five each you have, uh, have the numbers to come back what do we got here one two i think we each got three left three left mm-hmm. all right i gotta steal everything and answer you gotta get them all right yeah okay i'm ready all right. Okay. So this is, uh, this is actually Laura's question, though. So it's Laura's turn, though. All right, Laura. All right. Roughly how many gallons of fake blood were used during the making of A Nightmare on Elm Street? I know is this it, answer because I it was one of my fun facts. Uh, uh, is it, okay. Is it uh, 300 gallons, 400 yeah. gallons, or 500 gallons? The answer is 500 gallons of fake blood. Correct. Correct. Two more points for Laura. Oh my goodness! Dang! Dang. I actually wrote that down in my notes when we did Round Elm Street. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, I I don't even know if Greg can come back anymore now, but uh, but we're gonna try. We're gonna keep going here. We're gonna keep going here. You know. (laughs) Yes, you get uh, right and steal. You know something? My question's a little bit harder. No, I, I tried to give you guys just, you know, kind of the same type of questions and made sure that Laura didn't get like screen questions or you should have been like, what shape is his belt buckle? Like a square, a circle or like a heart. Well, I don't even know if I would have gotten it. Actually, you still yeah. wouldn't have gotten it. Okay. All right. Hit me with the next <laughs> yeah. one. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> sorry. It's the next question for Greg. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. What was the tagline for the film, The Grudge? What was the tagline? Like the slogan? Like yeah, what was the slogan for the film The Grudge? This is no multiple choice. You just got to guess it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the slogan. It's really hard. The grudge. Uh, you, know, it's, you, know, I, you know, I like doing these games where it just makes you guys look really bad. <laughs> I the think this, part for me. I'm pretty sure the slogan was, I'll be the grudge of that. <laughs> Excuse me? No, I don't, that's not, don't, I don't know the answer, but I know it's not that. <laughs> no, it's not that. Two. Sorry. No, sorry. Uh, Laura, are you going to try to steal? What was the tagline for the film? I have Greg? no idea. Take a guess like Greg. You can't be as bad as um, Greg's guess. You, I think you can. You could be worse. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's coming for you? Mm. Oh, That's a pretty good guess, though. But no, sorry. That's not right. Okay. Uh, tagline <laughs> was, it never forgives. It never forgets. Oh, the like a grudge. 
now is it obvious now now you know it no i mean i would have never gotten that oh, well i guess God. that's what that's the definition of a grudge you never forgive yeah. somebody and you don't forget yeah, it exactly mm-hmm. i don't know if i would have been able to derive that from the yeah mm-hmm. okay all right so let's uh all right back to laura now back to laura okay all right in which year was friday the 13th released oh is it 1980 1982 or 1984 god it wasn't 84 which year was friday the 13th released i what do you think Laura? Yeah, it definitely came out after halloween which was 78 mm-hmm. what do you think what do you think Your time's up oh 1980 1980s your guess yeah correct correct man killing it right now oh my god this is a beatdown, you guys this is this is the beatdown. i'm sorry fair greg i don't even know if you're allowed to be on this pod you Mm -hmm. like the rock you gotta be like can you smell oh yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta do do the rock laura Mm-hmm. You gotta I do. do you gotta. You gotta I, mean, I want to do that. I oh my god! That, yeah. but I don't get one more question, right? Where's my soundbite again? Oh my god! Okay, all right. I didn't post. Okay, all right. Uh, okay. How about if I answer this next one within mm-hmm. within three seconds, I get ten points. <laughs> In three seconds, let's just keep going. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay, so I'm back to uh, I'm back to Greg here. This is Greg's uh, last question of his five. So this is his last question here. Okay. In The Shining, uh, the chef tells Danny to stay out of which number room in the hotel under all circumstances? Oh, come on. So what number room, Greg? And this is not multiple. What number room is he supposed to stay out of? What number room Lord, did he tell you? I feel you? like you know this. Um, Greg, if you don't know this, you're going down so many notches in my I haven't seen The Shining since I was, I don't know, like the early... 90s. Since, you were, since you were Danny's age, since you were, I literally watched The Shining more than once a year, and I've read the book multiple times, and I've read Doctor Sleep. How oh. I thought I thought you have too. I thought you were no. I, I literally saw this movie one time on vacation. I see a lot of horror movies on vacation for some reason. <laughs> I saw it one time on vacation in an RV, and it was the it was the long version. I don't honestly. But I thought you loved Stephen King. I do. I love his books. I just, I haven't, I don't remember this room number. I'm oh, going to say my 187. It's a 187 on a modern effing cop. <laughs> no, sorry. It's not. That is really painful. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I take it back. I take it back. Is it, uh-huh. is it 666? Six, six, six? <laughs> no, it's not 666. Six, six. Is it 123? No, just stop, Greg. 321. No, 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 no. Sorry. Okay, Laura, are you going to try to steal really for one pain. point? It's 237. Correct. Room 237. Laura with the steel again. Oh Dude, my that is God. such a big part of it. I, it right. blows my mind. I'm very glad mm-hmm. that The Shining is another spoiler and mm-hmm. it's on my list. So nice. Good nice. because Greg needs to be. And Greg will definitely remember that room number now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So right now, right now, <laughs> he's already <laughs> forgot. <laughs> so, right, so right now the score is five. So right now the score is nine to zero. Nine to zero. <laughs> nine to zero laura is just dominating this right now you know if i don't get one point i'm just gonna leave the podcast for the night yeah okay (laughs) maybe you'll steal this next one maybe so maybe so you know i i didn't want to give you guys super easy questions but maybe these answers maybe these were a little too hard but uh it's okay they are hard but Mm -hmm. yeah i do feel like maybe greg's are harder because i Mm -hmm. haven't known some of his Mm mm-hmm 
Okay. Well, but then I've known some of them. I will. Right, well, right, let's get to Laura's last question. This is Laura's last question. Okay. Let's see if she can make it a uh, double digits against Greg here. Oh my mm. God. Okay, Laura. Can you name, can you name the two sequels to the film? I know what you did last summer. Can oh you name the titles to the two sequels? Oh, I still know what you did last summer. Okay. That's one. Can you name the other sequel? There's two sequels. Uh, I know what you did last summer again. Uh-uh. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry, good. sorry. Very okay, good. Greg, can you steal for one point? Thank God I get this question. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And it's, I always know what you did last summer. Correct, correct. What I'll, the I'll, fuck? I'll always That's know. real? I'll, I'll always know. I will always know. Mm-hmm. That, that is so stupid. When did mm-hmm. that come out? It is. That one was 2006. <laughs> oh that was way later on. Yeah, way later. Yeah. On. I just mm-hmm. thought it was called I know you did last summer again. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. How dumb. Okay. Good job though. You That's I, right. crazy how you knew that. I know. But not the room number in The Shining. Mm-hmm. He loves Jennifer Love Hewitt. I know. Mm-hmm. He loves Jennifer Love Huge Tips. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Well, oh, I hadn't heard yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Good. Greg, Greg wants to whisper those ghosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Almost so not my nose. I know. <laughs> All right. So right now we got the score is nine to one, nine to one right now. Yes. But I will say I do have one bonus question and Greg, it's your turn. All right. So this is a bonus question. This one's pretty hard and this is going to be a 10 point question. <gasps> yeah. So, so Greg, if you get this, you win. What if you the get this, fuck? if you get this wrong, then Laura wins. You know. Well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. If, but he gets to try it first for ten points. That's not fair. It's his turn in the rotation. That's just the way it works. So he gets one extra question than I do. I think one thing mm-hmm. that we've learned with Rob and his games is there are no fair rules. No, ah. sorry. It's kind of whatever I feel like doing in the moment. So, Greg, this is a 10-point question. Okay, Greg? And this goes into something we talked about and I believe our, uh, in our intro episode, you know? Uh, so here's a question. It has to do with the uh, Oscars. Okay? So, <gasps> how many Oscars... Oscar from... Oh, go ahead. Not Oscar. Not Oscar. Oscar. No. <laughs> how many Oscars did the film The Exorcist win in 1974? Oh. How many Oscars... The By the way, is it a trick win. question? Did it actually win Oscars in 74? This is, this is a multiple choice question. Oh, okay. So it's either, I'll give you it zero, two, three, or four. Did The Exorcist zero, two, in 1974 three, win zero Oscars, two, three, or four Oscars? Just knowing how your brain works, Rob, I'm going to say this is the trick question. I know it got a few Oscars the year that it was released, but I'm going to say you're screwing with us and it wasn't that year. I'm saying zero. You're saying zero? I'm saying zero because it was a different year. Wow. Sorry, Laura, you won. You're the winner, Laura. You won the game. It was two. It won two Oscars that year. Oh. 74. It won best screenplay and best sound editing. Wow. So it won two Oscars. Yeah. It won Oscars. those. Yeah. Wow. You know? I gave him a chance, Laura. I gave him a chance. Woo! You know, I tried to. Laura is very happy now because I oh, I kind of wanted to hope Greg would get it right because I know Laura was gonna throw some shit. That was that, I would have been pissed. I yes. know you would have been pissed. I worked I know. hard for this game. You did. You did. You worked hard for the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So that's uh that's it for. <laughs> so that's it for we the trivia on movies that we've reviewed. A lot of these ones I have not seen for 
years. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like a bad horror movie fan. Well, I don't know. But that was a good game, though. Mm-hmm. For sure. People are probably going to tell you that, so it's sad, sad to say, you know. All right, so that's it for the game, everybody. Uh, so, you know, like I said, yeah, Laura dominated Greg again. You know, got Dominatrix Daddy over there. Sorry, Greg. You know, you got beat again. Hopefully, Laura, I'd, I'd shake mm-hmm. your hand. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do the screen. Yeah, if any uh, listeners want to email in and let Greg know, you know, how, you know, sad he is and how much mm-hmm. he, he needs to start studying on his SAT exam, uh, you can email us at conjecturingpod at Gmail, or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at conjecturingpod. All right, oh, okay. so so now it's time to now it's time to ring that school bell and get to our feature movie this week. So let's get to the feature movie. So we got uh, the faculty. So we're to the movie now. Faculty, nineteen ninety eight. This is uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. I was super surprised to find that out. Who is that? You don't know who Robert Rodriguez is? No. Oh my god, you guys. He he directed Desperado from Dust Till Dawn. Oh. In City and then the Spy Kids franchise. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. This is so different from all of that. Yeah, well, Desperado was 95, Dust Till Dawn is 96 and then he made The Faculty in 98. Yeah. Uh, Which I I love those two movies. I love Desperado and I love From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, Dust Till Dawn is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I was just so surprised that he directed this movie. I was like, wow, Robert Rodriguez, I love him. Uh, Yeah, so so this movie movie made, uh, or the budget was 15 million. It must have all been for those really early CGI effects. (laughs) But uh, the box office here, it made 40 million US. It made 60 million worldwide. So it made a good amount of money, you know, when it came out. and then, uh, yeah, so Greg, do you want to get into a little bit of the movie here? Do you want to get a little bit? It's your pick here. Uh, not really. Let, let's get a recap or a, a synopsis from Laura. You want to go synopsis already? Yeah. I mean, all... yeah, let's, uh, actually, let's, uh, let's run down the actors in this movie first then. Yes. You got excited for Usher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, ew. <laughs> no, no Usher. I, but like, this was an amazing cast. It Holy was. This, yeah. Looking at this, this was like a star studded cast. I mean, these are like young, I mean, a bunch of young bucks here uh, when they started. But yeah, you got Elijah Wood as Casey. You got Josh Hartnett as Zeke. You got Sean um, Hattasey as yeah. Stan. Someone I, I know him from so many movies, but I couldn't like place him. Oh, see, I, I always I, think of him an alpha dog. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Even though I really liked him in this movie, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got Jordana Brewster, you mm-hmm. know, as Delilah. Uh, she's, of course, I know her from the Fast and Furious franchise. Yep. It was watching this movie. I was like, oh, my God, is that uh, what's your name for Fast and Furious? I'm like, wow, yep. that's her. That's crazy. I mean, yep. she looked like she's like 14 in this movie. She looks so young. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you got... Uh, Oh my god! I don't know how to pronounce this one's name. Is it Clay? Clea? Clea oh, Duvall? Clea Duvall. Yeah. Clea she's Duvall. She's Clea great. Duvall plays Stokes. Uh, then you have, you know, then you got Laura Harris, who's Mary Beth, and then you got the the teachers. You got Robert Patrick oh from, from T two. Yeah. Um, you got uh, T one thousand. Yeah. Yeah, from you know T one thousand. You got uh, Famke Jensen, you know, mm-hmm. as Miss Burke from the X Men franchise. I know her. Uh, you got Selma Hayek in here as Nurse Harper, and then you got my, my boy over here, John Stewart, as John a nerdy Stewart. teacher, Mister Furlong. Yeah. So that was just cool seeing him in there. Um, well, and this, even the um, the principal. I don't know her name in real life, but she was uh, yeah, Fraser's uh, wife, right? Frank yeah, yeah. BB BB New Newreath? Yeah. BB Newworth. And yeah. then um I don't remember 
Mrs. Olsen's name? Do you have that? It's Piper Laurie. I don't know if you guys know this, but that actress is actually Carrie's mom in the movie Carrie. Oh, really? And I don't know why, but she traumatized the fuck out of me. So when I saw this woman rewatching The Faculty this time, I was like, oh, shit. I don't like her. Yikes. Wow. What about uh, some Shooter McGavin as uh, Elijah? McGavin! Shooter again, and, and you had that like there was a lot of supplemental uh, like uh, actors in this movie like Hyde from that '70s show. Yeah, I saw his. Yeah. Zeke's mm-hmm. friend. There's just so many. Mm-hmm. This is like the biggest mm-hmm. ensemble cast for a horror movie that I, mm-hmm. I think I've. Seen. I need yeah. to segue here because you okay. okay. So I'm for anyone that's listened to every episode. Uh, there have been two times where I have brought up a instance of something I've seen that has made me very uncomfortable something that I like it's a visual stimulant and it upsets me okay so for example um in Mothman Prophecies Richard Gere blinks a lot okay and in Let the Right One In Oscar whatever however you say his name Oscar. He, he does this funny thing where he like keeps his mouth open in the pool for a very long time so when we were wrapping up um, offline, we discovered that I clearly have something called misokinesia, which is something that basically produces visual triggers. And it, it clearly like upsets me, especially when I watch film, if the actors are doing those things. This is a very, uh-huh. it's a very strange tie, but when Josh Hartnett's character, Zeke, is selling drugs, he is selling it to these two kids, right? One of them is Danny Masterson's from that 70s show. We all recognize him. Like, oh, haha, stoner. That's funny. I don't know if you guys recognize the other kid. Mm-mm. I didn't. But that was Mitch from Dazed and Confused, the young boy. Oh. Character. Mm-hmm. In real life, his name is Wiley Wiggins. Hmm. And even though he had oh, like a 2% part in this film <laughs> and was only there to buy drugs... It brought me back to watching Dazed and Confused, not a horror movie, but a movie that I love very much and have seen a million times. And that actor upsets me because the entire movie of Dazed and Confused, he grabs the bridge of his nose. The whole movie, he's just like, oh, oh, he's just doing it over and over again. And so even seeing him a little bit older and as this random character in the faculty, I was like, holy shit, I really do have this weird, like, neurological Mm -hmm. that has been coming up quite a bit. And I know that you guys wanted me to bring it up that I have this thing. Grabs the trigger that makes me mad for some reason. It's like a repetitive visual thing that I see that just bugs me and I can't not, like, focus on it. Did he do it in this movie? He, no, he was in the movie for five seconds and it was just like, where do I recognize that kid? Oh shit, that's the kid from Dazed and Confused. And then it hit me. Oh, Dazed and Confused to me is like the best movie. It's so good. But my one complaint is that this kid who's like the main character is just grabbing the bridge of his nose the whole movie. Like, oh man, and grabbing the bridge of his nose. Like, what are you doing? Stop touching your face. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah, we random thing. Yeah, I, I want to hear from like listeners who have this condition too, 
and who who can like support you because i feel like rob and i were like what are you talking about yeah yeah we don't we don't we don't pick up on these things like you guys like you like like you, I, you know sometimes i see these mannerisms from actors and actresses and i take it that's just part of their people have tics like i you know sometimes i, I told you sometimes like i'll bite my lip or like you know touch my ear or you know there's random things that we do and like when people do it actually in movies it seems more realistic to me no no okay all right let's get to the movie let's yeah, get to the sorry. movie you know uh let's get back to the movie here laura you can let us know if anything else uh no that was the only that thing was okay all right okay all right uh okay so uh yeah, let's uh laura you can just you can go keep talking and give the synopsis then for this movie Oh, shit. I haven't done that yet. Wow. No, no. We went over the actors. Um, synopsis. You've got this. Um, it's set in the 90s. you got a high school, typical, um, very, like, breakfast clubby characters. You know, you got the jock and the weirdo and the brainiac and all of that. And basically, the movie starts off with a um, staff meeting with the teachers and principal, and they're working late one night. And um, it's specifically the coach. He runs into someone on the field and once that, and you don't see who this person is on the other end. And then he comes into the staff meeting and he's basically terrorizing the principal. Um, and we're not sure why. And pretty much it's given that the teachers at this high school are some, there's some phenomenon happening to them, right? Like something's happening or they're killing each other, but then they come back and they're, hotter and flirtier and smarter for whatever reason and it's it's very fitting to what's happening in the world today because it's almost like an infection mm-hmm. and it much takes over the high school in about a day and a half and mm-hmm. you got this group of misfits that are just trying to escape and figure out what's going on very good very good i like it laura i like it i like it um so greg do you want to start this is your movie pick do you want to start dissecting the movie a bit a little pun there dissecting mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so I, I hope you guys don't tear apart this movie too bad. When I started watching it, rewatching it, um, a few days ago or, or rather last week, the first thing I noticed was that just, there were some horrible lines <laughs> delivered, <laughs> but, um, I, I do want to say that overall, um, it, I, I was able to sit through that and I, I liked it. Um, and it kind of. I don't know. It depends on, I really want to get like, your take, Rob, because you've never mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. I feel like when I rewatched it, it, I was able to relive a lot of the same uh, feelings that I got mm-hmm. when I watched it the first time. Um, so I was in high school when I saw it and you're watching a bunch of high school kids overcome this, um, this scenario at their school. So you have no choice but to sort of project and relate to them on, on some level. I thought it was very enjoyable for that aspect. Um, I think the first thing that you'll notice when you watch the movie is that there are a lot, lot of cliches, like, you know, cliche tropes. You, you see a lot of the, the, you know, elements that you've seen in other movies where you've got like the insanely overdramatic football coach who's just yelling at everybody, mm-hmm. you know, for like just no reason. I mean, he just caught the ball and he's like, what are you doing? And just, you know, just screaming and berating everybody. I thought, you know, it's a little bit overdone. Um, Very 90s. Mm-hmm. Very 90s, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing is, though, is that like, a lot of the, the elements of this movie where you could probably hate it and and think that it was hackneyed and, and tried and just overdone. The, the problem is, is that a lot of those elements, I think, were done intentionally. Um, and, uh, you know, you have, like, the jaded teachers. You have the faculty who are basically, like, 
you know, it's that kind of this Ohio country town high school where there's no budget for like the arts or academics, but yet they have money for the football program. I mean, that's so stereotypical for a school like that. And the, all the, the, the staff that are around the staff room, they're complaining. They don't really care about teaching. They're just trying to get by. They're trying to get the paycheck and they're very overdramatic about it. And it's easy to look at that and be like, Oh my God, I've seen this a hundred times. But, um, you know, by the time you get to the end of the movie, you realize like all of those things are really intentional I think the movie is very like self-aware about that. They know that they're playing on a lot of the tropes that have been done in other movies, but they're just trying to give you a fresh take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the director is is Robert Rodriguez, as you, as you mentioned. I guess his his intention behind creating the movie was that he wanted to do an alien invasion taking over high school because it hadn't really been done before. Um, I mean, there have been like different movies that have done alien invasions or, you know, where people have been taken over by like a parasite or, you know, the invasion of body snatchers or or puppet masters or whatever. But he thought, wow, why hasn't this been done where it's been done at a high school? So I thought that the way that it played out, the movie pretty much centralized around the school campus. And then sometimes they went off campus. But, um, you know, a lot of the, the, the cheesy lines that were being delivered by the actors and the actresses. I thought all of that was washed out by the, the amount of fun that you experienced in the movie. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so really there wasn't much that I, I disliked. You know, if, if you can get past the first 15 minutes where you're introduced to all the characters and they all have to say their stereotypical lines. I mean, you've got Josh Hartnett, he's like the jock, uh, or not, he's not the jock, he's like, no, he's, bad, like he's the bad boy, guy. he's the bad boy. He's the bad boy, yeah, he's like the drug dealer, kind of a, a dead to beat stoner guy, but he's also very smart, smart, but he doesn't, he's too cool to show it. And he's also very witty and, you know, he, you know, basically he's in the classroom and uh, he's called on for a question. He says something like, you know, very like dickish, but then he follows it up with a very smart answer. And I thought that was the way that they did it was really cheesy, but he ends up being pretty likable. Um, but all of the characters are very much, I mean, you have so many characters that you have to go through. Um, he said that it actually took longer to cast this movie than it did to shoot it. Oh, oh wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Which was wow. interesting. Yeah, if, if you get through, like, you know, they spend, after the first uh, opening scene, they kind of give you snippets of each character, what they're all going through. And like Laura said, they're kind of these misfits from these different social cliques, but from different backgrounds. You've got like Delilah, uh, she's like the popular uh, lead cheerleader and she's like the editor of the school newspaper, I think. Mm-hmm. So she's like doing everything, you know, she's doing yeah. like athletics, she's very popular, she's like, you know, she's pretty. You have um, this girl Stokely, she's kind of the angry punk goth uh, mm-hmm. chick and people like pretty much leave her alone when she's got like a scowl on her face at all times. People call her like the school lesbian. I mean, she's kind of... Uh, like ostracized from everybody else. And it's, it seems very stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan, he's the jock, but then he feels misunderstood because people love him so much and they give him a free pass when he's like, I don't even want to be a jock. I just, I want people to, to look at me as like a normal person, you know, he, and he wants to quit the football team. And then you have uh, Casey, that's Elijah, that's Elijah Wood. He's like the timid nerd. He's the school photographer. You have these very like cliche roles, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems a little bit overdone. But honestly, if you can just get past that, I think you'll enjoy it. And then finally, Mary Beth, she's this kind of a conservative, timid girl from 
the the country. You know, she's it's her first date, so she doesn't know anybody and um, she's a little bit of an outsider too. So you have this group of characters and you jump back and forth. Sometimes they interact with each other, um, and you pretty much they catch on to there's something just odd going on. Like slowly, one by one, a lot of the you know the faculty uh, of the school they're the first ones to show like a weird behavior. And then suddenly that, that transfers over to the students. Um, so just, yeah, uh, my first impression, like re going through the movie again, was, you know, after the first 10, 15 minutes of, of, uh, of cringeworthy lines, the rest of it is just very enjoyable. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Okay, uh, Laura, why don't you go then? I'll, say, I'll save me for last on this one. Uh, Laura, you can transition there. What do you think about this well, one so I, far? I do have one question. So we've been texting on the side, and Greg – you so you've always been to bat for this movie yeah and when you, when you kind of told us that you were picking this i know rob hadn't seen it before but i was just like really okay and then when you you watched it first recently and mm -hmm. you texted us and you're like i feel like i have a lot of explaining to do <laughs> so like did you watch it again and you were like, like i'd gotten halfway through and and i got to the scene where you know there's almost too many characters to really talk about in this movie yeah there's a lot of characters so famka jansen she's like the english she's like the english lit teacher but she's very like quiet and timid and she lets students walk over her yeah. but it's really overdone and overacted i was at that part when i texted you guys like oh my god like this does not look good for me like <laughs> that i picked this movie and then i had to put it on hold because of, of course we were wa i was watching the wrong movie for our last i put it on hold and then i finished the movie last night and then it, it actually turned around for me i thought yeah okay despite all so when i had texted you that i was thinking this is going to be a, a train wreck but it, it, it turned around and i forgot about all that stuff um all right so why. here's the thing i think you're really into this movie i can bet quite a bit of money that rob is gonna shit all over this movie because i i agree i'm not i'm not, I'm not allowed to mention human centipede anymore so yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. because like if i had seen this fresh eyes year 2020 as a 30 something year old i would be like oh my god right yeah but i think i'm gonna be very middle ground between you guys right now um yeah. i do remember that when i first saw it i didn't like it uh, I've noticed that the first time I see a lot of things back in the day, I just am very quick to jump to not liking something for one reason or another. And I love that when I rewatch these movies, my opinions change. And this is not quite Mothman. That one I was like, I admit I was wrong. I really like it. This mm -hmm. one I still thought was very silly and cheesy mm -hmm. and like had bad acting. But the thing is, is that I have the nostalgia factor, which we've talked about a lot. And this is a 90s movie and it has so many like 90s themes to it. And I love that. I, I love the cast. I love the idea. I, I wish that this movie was more like they got an infection. If you could have removed like the bugs and like alien ness of it because to me i'm like they did not show aliens correctly that's not an alien like that's mm -hmm. these are just like nasty bugs and parasites and it's, it's like a parasite not, yeah mm -hmm. yeah but it's not cool like i've seen way cooler aliens i've seen way cooler parasites this movie came out the literally i think actually looking at my notes the exact same year as um yep 
disturbing behavior. That's not a horror film. Hmm. It's another 90s film uh, in a high school. It's got Katie Holmes and um, James Marsden. And it's another film where like an entire high school gets taken over by something. And, um, but it's more like they're being, it's more like a Stepford wife type deal. Like all these kids are getting brought in and brainwashed to be like the perfect jock cheerleader, super smart. But then they have like weird glitches that make them scary. And I just felt like that these movies were very similar. That movie was very well done. And I just wish this was like not an alien movie. I wish it was like a, more of a parasite infection but you didn't see all these bugs and weird things that really took me out i felt like this movie had a lot of good ideas but then it just when it was executed it wasn't done right like what um so like i have quite a few examples here um i want to hear all oh well first of all the terrible cgi in the lab scene Oh, the CGI was... <laughs> it was 1998. Well, okay. I don't care. Like, <laughs> 90s movies are pretty cool. And this mm-hmm. this is why maybe you shouldn't have done all this bullshit with, like, the aliens, right? Um, yeah, that's like... So Elijah Wood, like, finds his little parasite and he brings it to the uh, the science lab so they can identify yeah. it. And they, okay, they think so... It- yeah, okay. So, for example, the big football scene, right, where they're playing the game and the... The team on this, like with Usher is now the head football quarterback, whatever. They're like infecting the other team. They're like spitting Mm -hmm. or throwing bugs in their mouth. And it's just like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? This is so bad. But then it's playing 90s music. I can't remember if it was like Offspring or what was playing in the background. And then it does like a slow-mo of the coach. And he's just like, yeah that is so badass that is such a cool scene but it's ruined by these like bugs that are going in people's ears and crawling all over their faces or for example spoiler obviously we've already talked about this when we find out that mary beth is like queen right yeah that was a big twist it was really cool she's the southern belle she's a good twist Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good twist if she had just walked around as in human form and like fucked everyone up, that would have been crazy. But then she turns into this big pile of bullshit. And it's just <laughs> she's the queen alien. Mm-hmm. But she looks so stupid. You thought that that when she morphed into the, the queen alien that looked stupid, that, that wasn't frightening to you? No, I was not scared at all in this movie. It was bad. Like chased them and then when they ran around the pool, it it like cut through the pool by swimming. That freaked me out. That did you didn't <laughs> This movie the needle didn't move at all for you on that film, which we've seen. I've seen a lot of, and most of the time they're comedies or maybe dramas. But this to me was like not scary at, at all. And like, wow. like I said, I love '90s movies, and I appreciate all of that '90sness in this movie. But I just don't love like the bugs and like that nasty shit. And it didn't do it for me. And I didn't love how it that was like what aliens were supposed to be. I don't love that. Yeah, do you, I was like, just... do you have like a thing with bugs though? Do you not like bugs? Is that why you don't like it? Yeah, I don't. That like could it. be. I mean, I don't like bugs either, but I, I took that as I thought they spent a good time trying to. One of the things that I thought they did right was like, so there were two stages I thought to explaining what they were. The first stage was them hypothesizing. And the second stage was them actually investigating and putting the pieces together. I thought that was such a cool transition that led up to, I thought, a very believable 
uh, scene where she becomes the thing and, you know, you understand why they are like bugs, right? So the hypothesis was, you know, when they didn't know anything, Elijah was like, oh, they're like comet worshiping like a devil, devil's cult or something. Then they're like, well, then how do we know that uh, maybe because uh, Stokely was like a sci-fi fan, right? Yeah, which so I love like, well, that. In previous movies, you know, if, if you see like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, um, you know, how do we know that like the writers of these sci-fi movies weren't actually inspired by things that they actually witness or they experience themselves? Maybe they're the aliens. Maybe that maybe they we've we create all of these movies, these ridiculous ET Men in Black sci-fi movies so that when an actual alien invasion does occur we dismiss it as a hoax and then they said that well why would you attack a small town like this and then they rationalize that well you don't want to do it independence day style we just blow up the white house and you become the target of every nuclear warhead of, you know on, on the earth you take it over slowly and innocuously you start at a small town Right. And then you kind of you work your way out when no no one's going to pick up on it. It's not on anyone's radar. And that's you have a slow takeover. I thought, wow, what an interesting take on like the alien invasion thing rather than have a ship coming through the atmosphere where, you know, now you're the target of every country on Earth. You just you do it slowly. And then before you know it, they've just they've taken over. So like that aspect, like when, when it came to like the football game and then them slowly, you know, they were infecting the opposing team so that the opposing team would get on a bus and travel back to their town and infect other people. I thought like the idea of having an alien invasion be an infection and it's spreading very quietly and under the radar. That's, I, I like that. You, you just, you didn't so, like that? No, I agree. That is amazing. I agree completely. Just like, not the way they did it. But visually it was lame. Like, <laughs> It was Lame. like bugs crawling in people's ears or like, you know, puffing up their faces. And I don't, uh, like another example, what I was talking about, like when, uh, what's her name? The Famka Jansen, uh, I forget her mm, name. Stokely? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, the teacher who was very timid and um, kind of like Burke. messed with and she was like, you're so mean. And then she comes back all hot and flirty and calls him a dickless, blah, 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 whatever she calls him. Um, like, I love that scene. All of a sudden now she's got the confidence and she's just coming on to him. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. I love that scene. I thought that and was then, the worst scene of the entire movie. And then huh? it was ruined because then her tongue came out all CGI and it mm -hmm. split in two. And then her head came off and it fucking walked around. And it was like, <laughs> dude, it's that. It's that aspect of the film that ruins it for me when I love these ideas and I love the like 90s feel to it oh it's like this honestly could have been such an amazing movie let me say why I think the alien thing is a is a great aspect because so just take the name the faculty right off the bat the name is very it's like non it's it's, it's unassuming yeah. And it's very simple. It makes you think. It doesn't really tell you. It's not like some of the other movies that we've watched where they tell you how to behave. Look up, look down, look behind the tree, look under the fence. You know, it, it's very like subtle, you know. And when you look at the movie poster, which, by the way, I don't know why Usher is on all the movie posters. He's not even a main Dude, actor. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. He's on all the movie posters. He wasn't, he wasn't bad, but I don't know why he's, he's barely yeah. in this movie. He shouldn't yeah. be an actor. Come on. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the movie posters, they, it says the faculty. But then, you know, you have the way that the lettering looks. It's very kind of alien-like. And I love 
like merging those two ideas together, something that's very like benign and standard and boring and plain, like the faculty. That's the most boring name you could come up with for a movie. But then you have it with this like alien aspect and like that juxtaposition, you, you put them together. And like, I don't know why, there's something that I really like about that. It's almost like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. You have something that's very malicious, a word that's loaded with, you know, evilness, nightmare, and then Elm Street. It's the most plain name for a movie you can think of, but you put it together and it really gets you thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought that when you say, when you show the movie poster, for example, and you have the faculty and you have the, the alien invasion, it, it brings these two like polar extremes together. And it really made me think that like that aspect worked for me, but that's just how I looked at it. You know what though? Mm-hmm. I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I, I am. I do love that it was an alien invasion. I just wish maybe visually it was more like an infection that happened with them. And it was more just the actors like, you know, uh, acting and moving in a way that's showing that they're infected with some alien and, and like, yeah, sure. Maybe their eyes glow and maybe they move weird, but it's something about like adding bugs to it. I don't mm. know. I, that did not work for me. It didn't work for that you. Part that just made it so dumb. Yeah. It just felt cheesy because of that. Yeah. There was a little cheesiness. Well, a little. Wow. There was a lot of cheese in this yeah. movie, but <laughs> somehow I was able to just accept it as is, which look, I have to admit, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. You know, when I, there are certain movies where I get a little bit of cheese and I go, I just tune it out, you know, turn it off and they go, I'm done with this. But then here I give it a pass again. And it's like, I, I have to admit, I'm not nostalgia. super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you watch this movie, you know, when it came out and it, you loved it. So, yeah. And I definitely appreciate that. I can see why this is like, People love it. I mean, it just reminded me of so many movies. It reminded me of The Breakfast Club. It reminded me of Varsity Blues. It obviously reminded me of Disturbing Behavior, which I had and talked Scream, about. Scream, right? Don't you think? Uh, a little bit. I mean, yeah, I can see that like Kevin Williamson vibe, but it didn't necessarily remind me. Of well, Scream. I felt like the way that they were talking about just other movies. They, yeah, you know, they... like the, those Easter eggs for sure. Yeah, yeah that was mm-hmm. his like, yeah. And I think there was there was a funny uh, line in there where uh, Jordana Brewster's like you know uh, talking to Elijah Wood's character and she goes like, what did she say? She's like when did you become Sigourney Weaver I don't know why I laughed yeah. at that line and I thought that was like a good, there was a lot of like homage paying to mm-hmm. sci-fi movies and horror and I thought that the movie was very self-aware and, and smart whereas I I think if other people may look at it as like cliche and like they're ripping off other movies I thought you're missing the point. You know, they're really, they're doing this intentionally. Yeah, they um, knew what they were. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And it was very campy, which I love. I do yeah. love that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, so I think like Greg's really likes this movie. I'm kind of middle. And now I can't wait to hear mm-hmm. Rob's like yeah. fresh eyes. <laughs> yeah, no I just, nostalgia mm-hmm. with this movie. Yeah, I've just, uh, just been sitting here quietly listening, waiting, biding my time. Uh, Going to let myself off the leash here. Um, so, so one thing I did notice in this movie a lot was definitely the music, you know, 1998, there was a lot of, uh, so good, you know, so, I mean, I mean, right away it starts, it starts off with the kids aren't all right by the offspring yeah, and yeah. I'm like, Oh, I like this song. I like this song. You know, I looked up the, uh, actual, uh, what do you want to call it? The, um, soundtrack for this movie. And one of the bands in there would totally be what I thought of this movie. It's the band garbage. Ah! Uh, so, so this, uh, wow! This is a uh, this is this is a garbage movie, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a rough one, Greg. You know, 
Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. I know, have to say. It, it's like you said, it's so hard. You know, I have no nostalgia for this movie. I have no, I've never seen it before. I'm just looking at it with my eyes, you know. Um, and, and I'll say it from the beginning, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to give it a try. You know, the music, I was like, oh, cool. I like the music, you know. Even all the kids' introductions, it was cliche, and I definitely felt breakfast vibe, uh, yeah. you know, breakfast bre- breakfast club. But I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm gonna go with it. And then just you know, I was watching it with my wife at the time, and we both were like, "There's a lot of denim, you know. Look at all this denim everybody's <laughs> wearing. You know, it was like 1998, so it was like jeans everywhere. It was like that. Um, and then just yeah, as the and even even the opening with the actual cold opening of the mm-hmm. uh, Robert, Robert Patrick and the, the and the principal and Chasener and the pencil and and yeah. all that. And I was like, oh, like this is pr-. in the beginning. I'm like, this is pretty good. This is pretty scary right away. I'm like, oh shit, um, yeah. But then when it gets into the rest of the movie, it's just it gets pretty bad, Greg. You know, like you said, the the acting the acting actually wasn't that bad. You know, like compared to nineties. Yeah, but like comparing it to like a Nightmare on Elm Street, like this acting was Oscar worthy compared to Nancy. Uh, oh my God, Nancy was horrible in Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I would take any of the, I would take any of these actresses in, in that movie. You know, than than Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Even you, Laura, you said that she was a really bad actress in that movie. So yeah, don't, but don't look like that. You just mm-hmm. hated that movie, and it's such a mm-hmm. oh. okay. All right, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah so oh my god i don't even know where to start with this movie uh first thing you know i noticed was elijah wood i love elijah wood this is one thing laura this is gonna go completely opposite against my trend because i like so many people in this movie i like elijah wood i like you know Papa jansen i like josh hartnett i like almost everybody in this cast it's such a good cast yeah it's a good cast but this was not enough for me to Justin Long this movie and say it's a good movie, you know? And if Justin Long popped up in one scene, then I might have been like, okay, maybe, you know? Uh, if Justin Long was that character Laura didn't like grabbing his head, then maybe I'd have been like, oh, sweet, you know, this is a good movie. But yeah, yeah I couldn't do it, you know? And even looking at Elijah Wood, like, does that guy age? He does not look no. that much older now. It's crazy. Maybe he actually is an alien, yeah. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he's like a little parasite, you know? It's crazy, yeah. Um, And one thing you talked about, too, I thought was just so stupid was the fact that um, when the aliens took over, I guess mostly the females, yeah, they would be like very, I don't know, confident is the right word, but they would dress different and be very sexual and provocative. Yeah. I thought it was just weird. I was like, why, why when they get taken over by these aliens, they become like all like sexual? Yeah. And they're like all dressed scantily. I'm like, what is, that's weird. You you know what else really bothered me? Like at the very end when she was trying to talk, um, who was she trying to talk into like becoming an alien? Oh, Elijah Wood, I think. It was Elijah Wood. On the bus? Yeah, on the bus. Mm -hmm. At the very end, it's the Mary Beth, like Queen Bee character. And she's like, come join us. We have no anger. And, And I'm just thinking, what the fuck? Like you guys are angry as fuck. Like you're trying to, you know, turn everyone and shove bugs in everyone's ears. And she's just like, come join this wonderful blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, wait, mm-hmm. this is stupid. It seemed like from the way they were all acting, they just wanted to have a big orgy. Totally. Just to procreate, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, looking at this movie, like the runtime of this movie was 104 minutes. Uh, I felt like this was a three hour movie. This movie <laughs> dragged <laughs> It wow. felt so long, you know, and that's usually a thing that is not a good sign. If a movie feels really long, then it's usually not a good movie. 
you know. They didn't go, seem long at all to me. No, yeah. you, you were just in and out, Greg. It was super quick. I was just enjoying it the whole time, yeah. yeah you were a minute man. You were just getting done. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it seemed, I was kind of like not on the edge of my seat, but there wasn't one time during the whole movie where I thought, oh, this is dragging at all. Oh, my God, Greg. I don't know. Yeah. What were you drinking? Were you drinking Fireball? <laughs> no. That's crazy. I, so, like, I when I hear that, I, I totally understand because there are a lot of moments that I, like, a different me would probably, like, look at and just tear apart. But, you know, a, a lot of why I liked it kind of ties into, like, the, the reason why – you know, like the themes behind this movie, which I really picked up on and I agreed with before I even started looking into it. And then now when I look back, I go, ah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, especially through all the dialogue toward the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you guys both said, this is just like, it's a cheese movie. And if you're able to, to eat that, eat that moldy cheese, then, then you're good with that cheese. But if you're not, and you're lactose intolerant like me, then you don't want anything to do with this. You know, so I'm sorry, Greg. I couldn't. I, I I gave it a try. You know, I gave it a try. No, I get it. Like I think the what's the Rotten Tomato score on oh, this? It's, yeah. So this is a yeah. Audience score is 55 percent, and critic score is 53. Yeah. So That's, I mean, it's like on the fence. Like you have half the people. I mean, maybe like half the people plus one liked it, and then mm-hmm. the remaining just you know no. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Here's the thing, Greg. Like you said, this movie knows what it's trying to be, and I do agree with that to a degree. However, I read somewhere that someone compared this movie to just being a big mess because it's Mm. trying to be so many things and like it's almost overly confident and it just comes off as a mess. And that I agree with because I do feel like there are so many things about this movie that are great, but then it just doesn't pull through and things are either too dumb or too cheesy or too gross or bad acting or what have you. And it it does just kind of seem like a big mess. Like it's trying to do too many things. Maybe. Oh, that it's definitely a, a big quote unquote mess. You have a lot of yeah. actors, a lot of stories. There's just a lot of stuff happening. But you know, whereas someone might take that as there's no it's there's no direction, there's no co uh you know, coherence to it. I just took that as like fun. And there was a, there was like an underlying theme in the background that I thought carried it the whole thing despite all that, that I, you know, was sort of in my mind the whole time. So I, that's mm-hmm. why it was okay with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the only thing I really could say positively about this movie would be some of the, kind of like in Mothman, how they would use a lot of visual cues. Like, there's a lot of uh, visual, either pictures or things to do with insects. You know, like, like, like their, like their school mascot is a bee. And I think like, even at the end, the uh, Jordana Brewster character had like a butterfly on her shirt. And so there's a lot of stuff like that, which I thought was like, cool. You know, it's like tying it all together into like insects. Hmm. Um, So that's one thing I picked up on, you know, like, oh, that's cool. One of my favorite lines though, in this movie, uh, it's not enough to give it like a higher rating, but the part where Elijah Wood is getting in trouble, they're taking things away from him. And then the mom says no porno. And yeah. she, they take that porno from his bed. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Here's where you keep your porn. We oh, my God. Like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Oh my God. And the magazine, mm-hmm. did you guys notice the magazine was just titled Boob? <laughs> it's just Wait, it was just one boob or two it boobs? Just, the mag... Well, I, I don't know. I think it, it just said boob on it. And I thought it was just, it was just one boob. It wasn't even, it wasn't even two boobs. Oh my God. That's horrible. Wow. They couldn't even get the other boob in there. I thought that was funny. I mean, um, that was I did, boob. I did laugh hard at that scene when I, 
but not not like I don't know, not like funny, but it was just like like oh my god, this is so stupid. I like that line where they're sort of uh, they're in Zeke's garage trying to just sort out what's what, and so they decide that so Zeke has you know he's a drug dealer on on campus, so part of what he makes is this like uh, home concoction called Scat, which is just a bunch of like caffeine pills and um it uh, it like broken down into into powder form and he mixes a bunch of household goods in it and what they determined by you know they had stuck this thing into john stewart's eye and then he died and like the idea is that these aliens they need a warm body to like incubate in kind of like a virus right and it dries out the body and it so that's why they have to hydrate so much they have to drink a lot of water they drink the rain all this so the the concept behind this scene was that caffeine is like a diuretic. So it, it like uh, sucks out the water, moves water away from the body. So that's why they thought, okay, well, we're all going to sniff this drug and this is going to be our test. If one of you guys uh, reacts adversely, you know, adversely to this, then you're the alien. Yeah. So they were like doing all this and then Elijah Wood sniffed his, you know, it came down to the last two girls. It came down to Mary Beth and Jordana Brewster's character. And they were like going to do Delilah. it together. And then he was like giggling and then he goes, Ooh, showdown. I don't know why. I just, I thought that was funny because he was, he's just like a, a, a conservative, quiet guy the whole time. And then he's just tripping balls in that scene. I thought it was so funny. I do like that scene because they're all freaking out. And I think Zeke is just like, let him tweak, man. <laughs> I know. Oh my yeah. God. And so then cool. Stan runs out of the garage with like a croquet mallet. <laughs> like as if that's going to, he's going to do something with that. <laughs> I know. I, I, I saw that scene, and I'm like, so the the hero of this movie is Angel Dust. Like, like what yeah. is what is happening here? It was so weird. You but know? The, look, I think one thing that solidified it for me was we talked about in our I think the very first episode why we like horror movies, and one of the the reasons that I love horror movies is because it breaks down boundaries. Mm-hmm. It it reveals or brings to the surface this common humanity that we all have together. Doesn't matter where you're from, what background you're you're you know you have, what club you're in. When you need to survive, and then all of a sudden we're we're all human, and we need to defend each other. So when they were in that lab with John Stewart, and then suddenly the teacher locks the doors and he attacks them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all these you know misfits from these different social groups who really don't get along to each other, uh, together, they they immediately react and like, oh my god, we need to survive. We need to look out after each other. And they came together. And then when they started traveling. You know, they, they left the school together and they went over to Zeke's house together to sort things out. I thought like that's that really uh, resonated with me. I thought yeah. this is what horror is often about. You know, like it tears down those boundaries and it like makes us realize we're all connected. So and especially in a during high school when we all feel isolated as it is, you know, I think it's um it was really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys uh, speaking of Zeke, do you guys think he cuts his own hair? Oh God! Because his haircut was horrible. Was that a was right. that like a late '90s haircut? Uh, it was well, like, what is happening there? Something about Josh Hartnett. So, mm-hmm. my best friend is not listening to this podcast. Trust me, she's <laughs> scary movies. But we watched a lot of like '90s, early 2000 movies with Josh Hartnett, and we were we would only think he was hot when he was wearing a hat. <laughs> his hair just ruins it but then when he's like he's in movies where he's in a baseball cap like, oh okay okay mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. no. what's wrong with his hair his i think hair he, was... had, he had worse bangs than delilah and it movie. was so bad. so bad it was so weird but then like the back of his hair would be like up 
Oh, God. It was so weird. and I Well, you know, the whole movie, he, he didn't have – his parents were, like, estranged. They were out in mm-hmm. Europe. So there was nobody to tell him, hey, kid, like, your hair doesn't look good before he walked out that door. So Speaking of Zeke, you know what really bothered me? I can totally appreciate the cheesy 90s, like, when they get through this big hurdle. You know, they all become who they, like, wanted to be or should have been, right? Like, Elijah all of a sudden is the – campus hero and has the oh i'll talk about that later i'll talk about that at the end oh my god and then you know like stan who this is so breakfast club hello he's the jock and he ends up with the freak it's the same Mm -hmm. movie but please explain to me why did zeke become the football guy he is a scientist he's a drug dealer he's a bad boy why is he a freaking why is he playing football this makes no sense. Because they wanted, they put a helmet on his head, and everybody wants to fuck him. Duh. Jesus, fuck. You know, they don't got to look at his. They don't got to look at his hair anymore. Than... I was pissed about that. I was like, <laughs> this does not add up. Oh man, I, the the part where he's like a scientist, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I was um, like, what that makes sense to me. That's why he makes such good drugs. Uh, part, yeah the drug part yeah but then he's like dissecting the the bug and he's like a i don't know whatever a bug doctor is called a i don't know insectologist i don't know what the hell but they're did called did you see mm-hmm. where he makes the drugs like he has a full-on he has a good laboratory lab, in his, in his yeah room. just so he has just because he has like bunsen burners that means he knows how to dissect and like analyze a different species well, i took it as he was smart as fuck but mm-hmm. just you know wanted to be like a burnout and that's fine but but then why did he become the football player see i don't like that he didn't like well what what did you what did you want him to become what did you think he should just be like a scientist and he's wearing glasses yeah i wanted him to be super smart just like Mm -hmm. smart i think they could have just made that scene showing him graduate and that's it Mm -hmm. like uh, oh yeah he should have graduated and then he's the new uh john stewart teacher and he's like the new science teacher that'd be sweet that'd be cool you know yeah Yeah. that's what they should have done okay all right but let's talk about the stupid Elijah Wood ending where Elijah Wood gets the girl at the end. I, I literally just wrote on my notes, nope. And I was like, come on. Eli- like at the, uh, you know, like all the endings you're talking about, Laura, I was like, all right. They all, whatever, somewhat makes sense. Yeah. But I'm like, Elijah Wood gets the girl and he's like a hero. I'm like, no. I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah, and- he didn't. You know what it, it was? I forget which one of you said this, but the fact that there were so many characters, there's too many. And so it's almost like, I get it when like, the quote-unquote nerd right which this breaks my heart they're like oh you're a stephen king nerd right didn't that get referenced at some point mm-hmm. like obviously i want the nerd to get the girl but there were also just so many characters that he didn't he almost didn't get enough screen time to yeah. get that i would have only bought it if like as he's walking off they played offspring's pretty fly for a white guy and then i would have been like <laughs> yes i'm sold okay that makes sense then you know uh, i don't know how they didn't put that song in this in this mix but uh, that was the only way i think i would have accepted it but yeah i mean this was just yeah this is this is bad the cgi was horrible the when she when her it was really bad it, it was, was really bad you know yeah it was really bad i mean that, and that's the thing we talked about in a couple other movies where like almost the unseen is better than the scene and this movie just shows you everything and it yeah. shows you cgi and it's not good cgi they should have went totally the opposite way and made it creepy and not let you see things until, like an infection yeah well I, yeah. yeah i guess so mm-hmm. right and then yeah. so mm-hmm. you don't see anything weird and like reptile or bug or whatever you just see like these actors acting out like something's happening inside of them and now they're creepy Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think, Laura, you like more realistic aspects of horror where it's really people, but I found like I gravitate toward, I, I'm more scared by things that are supernatural. So when I see that, I, I thought that, I, I think keeping it the way it was with having the aliens and having, you know, they're very like parasitic in a way and they show it. I, I thought that would have, I think the way they did it was, was better than if it would have just been like a sickness or something, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did want to ask you guys, speaking of all the different characters in this movie. So who were, who were you guys in high school? Were you guys like the jock? Were you the outcast? Were you like the prom queen, the bad boy, the nerd? Like who, who, who which character in this movie would you best fit? I know it's going to be like, you're probably not any of them, but who, who would best fit you in high school? That's tough to say because each of these characters is just a giant extreme. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I wasn't really extreme in any direction. So that, well, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm, I'm saying is like you have to pick one, though. Who would you have to pick then? That would be the closest to you. Dude. I would, strangely <laughs> enough, I, I would say Zeke for this <laughs> reason. Like, <laughs> Did you have a bad haircut in high school? <laughs> I, never, I never had a good haircut. But when you look at his 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 turmoil i felt like like going through elementary and middle school i always got like you know straight a's and stuff and then somehow in high school i became a little bit jaded by the you know by the education system i didn't really care as much and i just let my grades slip and it didn't really matter to me i mean i kept a pretty good gpa but like like his uh his demeanor of like okay well what are we you know doing this for and um, you know, he can actually apply, if he applied himself, he would actually show and, and achieve a lot. Um, but he just didn't do it for his own personal reasons. I felt like I kind of resonated with that more than any of the other characters, different plights. Mm, okay. Dude, you're the same. You're, you're I'm, just, I'm yeah. Zeke. I feel like I am smart, but sometimes apply it and sometimes don't. And I feel like I was considered quote unquote, like bad, like kind of bad. I don't know, even though I wasn't really that bad, though. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, like, obviously, I initially try to think of the three female characters. Like, okay, was I, like, the goth or, like, the quote-unquote freak? No, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Was I the popular, like, head cheerleader? No, I was not. Mm-hmm. Was I the Southern Belle? Hell no. Like, <laughs> and then I think of the guy characters. Was I a jock? No. Mm-hmm. Was I Elijah Wood? No. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Get <laughs> picked uh, on, yeah. Yeah, I feel like Zeke. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was Zeke, Zeke and female. What about what? What about Stan though? You weren't Stan. You didn't feel. No, he's like the jock. I wasn't a jock. Oh, okay. I guess that's true. That's true. Okay. All right. Uh, so I guess yeah, for me, I probably would be Usher because I was unseen. So nobody, <laughs> nobody saw me. I'm sorry, Usher is not scary. I don't know why they wanted to make him scary. Usher is not scary. He was in like three scenes in this movie. It was so like, dumb. Like, that was it, you know? Not scary. Yeah, so let's, uh, man, do you guys have anything else? Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I'm pretty much just trash in this movie. So, Greg, if you, what, what didn't you like about this movie, Greg, if anything? I mean, I still have a, just a couple more points to my last, like, defense for this movie. <laughs> but uh, it, just to answer your question directly, I just didn't like a lot of the, the, the cliché tropes in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of lines where, like, Stan, he's a jock, and he just feels misunderstood because he gets a lot of passes. And he goes, I've been weighing the importance of being a jock in my impending future. I'm like, oh, what a <laughs> terrible line. Don't, don't make him say that. I mean, that was like, but it was very minor. I thought that there were a lot of things that just overpowered that, that made it a lot better than it. 
uh, it probably appeared to people. Okay, and what was your last uh, defense? You said you wanted to give one more. Yeah, my thing movie? is, is so I looked into, uh, you know, I read this interview from Robert Rodriguez, and they were talking about well, what this what this movie is about to him. And when I read through it, I was like, yes, yes, yes. That everything that you're saying is exactly what I got out of it, and exactly why I loved it. So let me just read you a quote. He goes, this movie is about the real high school experience, not trusting the adults, not knowing who you were, not knowing who your friends were, and everyone's changing constantly. And in this movie, you don't really know if it's real change or if it's brought on because some alien, you know, seed is starting to take over. So high school, like this campus, is like the perfect setting for a are you you kind of movie because you just, you know, you don't know from one day to the next who to trust or even to trust yourself because you're changing, which is right for this type of story. It's, it's a sci-fi picture, you know, but by the end of the movie, you feel like you just went through a high school experience because that's what high school felt like, you know, including the aliens. A lot of people probably felt like they were aliens themselves going through school. And it's not just because of high school itself, but because of that time in your life when you feel more like an individual, yet you're still kind of stuck in, you know, this regime that someone has dictated for you. So, you know, you got to go to school from here to there. You got to get home by this, you know, this hour or that hour. And you have this internal clash with your, uh, you know, external clash with your internal feelings. So he thinks that this is why people can respond to this movie. And, you know, he thought that the best sci-fi movies have this element of reality before you throw in the idea that becomes like the seat of the, of the science fiction. So that, when I read that, I thought that's exactly what I got. The whole movie, it's like the faculty, it's called the faculty. And the, the faculty are taken <laughs> over by aliens, okay? And my idea is that, well, what are, uh, I was like writing notes during this movie and I thought there were a bunch of common themes that made me think about just the high school experience. Teenage insecurities, individualism, you have this like alienation that goes on between like different groups. You have this longing to be accepted by others. Um, you have, you know, this wanting to discover like who you are, what your unique identity is and be, you know, be able to freely express your individuality. And you like typically, and this, <laughs> when I think about the offspring uh, as like the soundtrack of this movie, it makes me think of like resisting conformity, you know, uh, whenever a student was taken over by an alien, suddenly they were a part of the system. All the students were like raising their hands. Um, everybody was like drinking water. All of a sudden the couples were, instead of fighting each other that you would see on campus, they would suddenly all be getting along. Um, and it was like this idea of like, well, when you go through high school, you want to be an individual, you want to be unique, but you also want to be accepted by people. But you're afraid that if you become accepted by people, you have to fit into this, uni you know, this uniform system where you don't no longer have an identity. And you're afraid of becoming an alien where you're just like everybody else. So there's this clash of both. But the thing is, if you don't conform to any kind of system, then you're subject to be being alienated being alone. And I thought each of these characters, they had their own, uh, they had their own problems and their own challenges that they were trying to get over, which I thought represented the different uh, experiences that people go through. So I questioned myself at the end of the movie, whether or not each of these characters overcame those. So uh, like when you talk about Zeke, right? So he was sort of like we, we talked about, he was a stoner, the drug dealer that everybody kind of made fun of because he was being held back. And, but he was just pretending to be, you know, um, he was smart, but he just didn't show it, right? 
So in the end, suddenly he was part of the football team. And it, 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 in a sense, you would think, oh, now he's selling out. Why is he part of the football team? That, makes, that doesn't fit his character. But what he's actually learned, I think, is that, you know, you can be accepted by people. Um, and, you know, there was that – so uh, the coach, like, ushers him back on – no pun intended – ushers him back onto the field, and, like, he puts on his helmet, but then he also, like, takes a quick puff of his cigarette. So it makes you realize, well, he's still not – you know, he still carries a little bit of himself and his individuality while also being a part of this other – you know, being accepted by people and being part of, like, the greater good. Um, Stan, you, you see him sitting at the edge of the football field. He quit the team. Right, because mm-hmm. he wanted to be accepted. He wanted to be. He, remember, there was that line where he's like, "Man, I got a D plus on that biology test, and the, the the coach gave me like an A." I was like, "I earned that D plus. I wanted to be seen as that." You know, um, so I thought that the fact that you know he had quit the football team um, showed that he was trying to be his own self. But the fact that he was still on the field, kind of like near where they were practicing, showed that he still kept that love for football and he's still like supporting his team in spirit so it's almost like he you know rather than having a totally polarized viewpoint about things oh my god either i'm an individual and i'm by myself i'm alienated or i conform with everybody and i become part of a group and then i lose all identity Mm -hmm. there's a there's a middle ground that says you can actually be both you can carry elements of your individual nature and yet be part of the greater system Stokely, right, when she walked up to Stan, he was like leaning on the fence and she was like, Laura said, she didn't have like her goth makeup. She was kind of in normal clothes. That made you realize that she was willing to to dress like everybody else, but then she still had like her haircut. She still had her black backpack. You could tell that she was kind of keeping a little bit of her identity still. And then Casey, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. The fact that they were showing that his story that he broke about the aliens was like on the cover of time magazine or people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely cheesy. I have no defense for that, but um, (laughs) the idea was that he was being recognized for something that he loved to do, you know, which he never was able to do before. He was a photographer, all the bullies bullied him. And as he walked away from the reporters at the end of the movie, you, you saw another kid being bullied. That made you realize, well, he was no longer, the target of bullies anymore. So he overcame that, but then yet he also kept his identity by being successful in what his craft was, which is photography and and report writing. And then the one thing that, that challenged me the most was actually Delilah. I thought, what did she, what did she learn? What did she overcome? And it was hard because she was the the cheerleading captain, right? And she was like the head reporter for the school. So she kind of had everything. And it seemed like throughout the movie, she really wasn't trying to overcome anything. Right. She was kind of militant. She told other people what to do. But then I realized like toward the end, the fact that, you know, her and Elijah Wood, they kind of had a kiss. I realized what her challenge was, what her what she was trying to overcome. And it really wasn't explicit. I thought that she was the one that was the overachiever and she was trying to do too much. And when you try to do too much, be the head cheerleader, be the, you know, the lead writer, be the most beautiful, be the most popular, it's not impossible. I guess you can do it. But I think that probably puts a very strong stress on you. I think it causes you to to feel like you have to keep up appearances. And I think it made her like a very angry and stressful person. You could tell throughout the movie, she was not very kind to anybody. She was very like uptight, right? But by the end, when she was like, no longer in the spotlight anymore. She wasn't the the lead reporter. She was like dating this nerd. She kind of like was able to drop all those obligations and be like, you know, I can be just a normal person. And she softened up a little bit. 
And I think that was probably something that she wanted. So my question of like, well, did, did these kids overcome these challenges? And I thought, yeah, you can still be an individual and also conform to a larger group. Um, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be a mix of both. It's like, and I thought that, you know, growing up through that, I don't know about your guys' experience, but I definitely experienced that, you know, when you're going through high school, you're going through all these kind of different uh, emotional changes and physical changes. But like growing it up in that time of your life, it's, it's about learning to, to find that balance. And realizing it doesn't have to be so starkly contrasted of one of the other. You can fit in both. And by the end of this movie, you saw that all of them uh, made that realization and they grew from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that a was that a grave digging? Oh, dude, thank you. I was gonna be like, um, you guys oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. record all of that was graves. That was fucking graves. God damn it, graves. Who let you in? You snuck in, graves. <laughs> Jeez, graves. How did you get in here? We didn't even open the casket. Dang, Graves. Oh, wow. I, d- I didn't even know that it was you. You're getting so good at looking just like Greg now. All right, all right, Graves. Thank you. Right, you stuck in, but now I'm kicking you the fuck out. Get out of here, Graves. All right. You got to you have to give me some caffeine so I can, you know, expunge right. him from my body. Shutting your ca- casket door. Get out of here. <laughs> the only comment I have on this is Elijah Wood's character mentioned multiple times how he oh, I just run if I'm being chased. And then the coach is like, you're a pretty fast runner and yada, yada. So then why wasn't he on the football team at the end? Why was it Zeke? That is still, mm-hmm. that just does not make sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, Laura. I don't know what to tell you. Only only Robert Rodriguez knows the director. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, does anybody else have any points about this movie before we get to our ratings? No. Um, I think we pretty much covered it. You know, Graves... Graves snuck in, so he's out of here now. So Greg is back. So nobody else has any more points. That's it. No. Yeah. So we're ready. Okay. So let's get to our ratings. Um, so for the ratings this week, uh, I thought it'd be good to uh, quote uh, Coach Robert Patrick in this movie. Uh, I really need a pencil. Uh, so how many pencils? How many pencils are you giving this movie? One to five. How many pencils? Go, Greg. Let's start with Greg because I feel like Greg has a fucking pencil pack over there. Yeah. Well, how many pencils am I allowed to give it? Well, it's one. It's one to five. One to five. So you can give it five pencils. You can give as many pencils as you want. I guess if you think this is like the best movie you ever saw, you can give it ten, fifty pencils, whatever you want to do. You I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it um, three sharpened pencils, and then just one pencil that has you know like a blunt pencil that hasn't been then touched at all. So what is uh, that? A three point nine? What is, what is that? Three point oh one. It's like one one hundredth of a pencil. <laughs> a usable pencil (laughs) wait is it a is it a is it a lead pencil are you using like the 0.01 lead is that why oh the ticonderoga number Mm -hmm. two with the the pink (laughs) eraser yeah wait for as much as you're going to bat for this movie i feel like three oh no laura three is very high i know but like for greg that's kind of low don't you think Oh well, it, it's, it's tough. Like I, my, my you know, the, the thing about this movie was that I can't give it a super high score because in the end, it's really just a campy, fun, scary movie, yeah. which I, I'd like to see like game changers give like a four or five or something that defined a generation yeah. to a four or five or something that was like totally unique. Right. And usually funny, scary movies don't fall in that category for me. They can, but this one, I mean, three uh, out of five, that, that, that's where I would get it. I, I, to me, you guys t- totally disagree, but I love the suspense. I love the way that they progressively made you feel uncomfortable about, well, who, you know, who's turned and, and who's not. 
and then that, that scene where they were all together and then it was suddenly like within the in group that or the the rebellion group they were questioning each other and like laura said you were you, you made that funny connection to the coronavirus and i, I feel like that's so appropriate like when you go to the store or you go to work and you kind of just wonder well who has it who, yeah. who doesn't have it and it makes for like an awkward air around everybody that was this movie over and over again and it just got progressively worse because you don't know who has this and that was the invisible threat that i thought you guys were looking for that I, that i found um yeah. i give it three sharpened pencils one one blonde pencil with uh, with no sharpening mm-hmm. okay laura so what do you what do you how many pencils do you give in this movie laura um I'm giving it two pencils, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I appreciated the cast. I love the 90-ness of it. Um, I thought I had a lot of really good ideas, but it just did not play out for me. If uh, but, if if, uh, if Josh Hartnett was wearing a hat, would it be a little higher? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't figure that much. <laughs> no, he wasn't even a dude. For some reason, I really liked Stan's character. I don't know why. I feel like I shouldn't, but which oh, is crazy okay. because he was so mean and alpha dog. I feel like I hate this guy, but I I like this character. It's because he didn't have any ticks. He was just acted. He, you know what? Yeah, he was just like normal, clean motherfucker. <laughs> wanted to, you know, he had a good heart. Normal, clean. Please tell me you guys appreciated the fact that there were no cheesy cliffhangers at the end of this movie. This movie was ripe for showing like a little parasite on the grass or something before it faded. Mm-hmm. To- they didn't do that they just wrapped it up hey things have sure changed around here haven't they boom fade out go away cut there's no sequel clean mm-hmm. i love that i appreciated that mm-hmm. okay that makes a difference <laughs> that makes a difference mm-hmm. to rob no. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't make a difference to me. Uh, so for me, how many pencils? Uh, do you guys remember like when you're in school and you like have your pencil and you sharpen it down really, really far to where it's just a little nub, you know, like where, a it, golf pencil. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just, it's just like the eraser and then the steel and then the pencil part is like half an inch, you know, and you're still, you're still trying to write with it and your fingers are really, really tiny, you know, like that. That's what I'm giving this movie. So like a nub pencil. Just just that? Not even any full pencils? No, this would be like a, a 0.5 in a rating. This Are you outside bad. of your mind? You're going to give this movie a nub of a pencil. This is a nub, man. This is a so nub. You, so let's, let's just step back here. So this was worse than The Visit. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> this is way worse than The Visit. God, Greg's got up again. Uh-huh. Greg's okay, gone. Wait, what about Funny Games? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Rating wise, this is this is the worst movie we've watched so far. I'm I'm literally giving it like a half a point. I'm giving it half a point. <sighs> this is just horrible. You know? I need to send you back in time, Rob, and, and watch this when you're a teenager. Maybe yeah. Maybe if I was a teenager, you know, whistling a different tune. Yeah, maybe maybe so, but I can't I can't do that. I can't go back in time. Sorry, sorry. I actually don't hate you for that 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 bad that I, I, if I had seen this the first time. You know, I would be dumping all over this movie probably. But, yeah, you know. totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but sorry. again, I my, my uh, sentiment held up. I tried to look at it objectively too, but it, fortunately, it held up for me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know, uh, had, had to be had to be honest here. You know, I didn't want to lie. Um, We're all over the board on this one. I know we were. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. knew I was going to be right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for for you know the review of this movie this week. Um, we're we're doing like we said last week. We're doing a reveal of next week's episode now. So next week's episode is my pick. Hopefully, Greg doesn't give it a nub. 
but next week we'll be doing 1987's The Lost Boys. This will be the Lost Boys. So it'll be Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Jason Patrick, and of course my boys, the Corys. Corey Haim, Corey Feldman are in this. The Corys. The Corys. I, I love the Corys. They like made. My, I, they were in like everything I loved from my childhood. They were everywhere. Um, yes. Oh, so yeah, Rob's yeah. gonna have that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you you probably already know where I'm gonna be going with it, but uh, yeah. So next week we'll be doing Lost Boys. You know, it's definitely it's vampires and a whole lot of hairspray. You know, so that's that's all that movie is next week. So I'll give you guys some time to watch it uh, next week. Uh, yeah. So you guys can uh, hit us up with any other topics stuff you guys want us to conjecture. Uh, you can hit us up at Gmail, uh, conjecturingpod at Gmail, or on Twitter and Instagram at conjecturingpod. Uh, this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg yeah until next time remember horror is subjective so conjecture away see ya bye bye